Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. In this episode, I'm talking to a pet photographer who has built a full-time business in less than two years by creating a strong visual style and sticking to her guns when it comes to pricing. She shares advice on how to get your new pet business off the ground, and we also address the myth that pet photography is a local-only business. This photographer has had dogs travel across state lines to sit in front of her camera. Ready to be inspired? Let's dive in. Despite the name Ellie Mae Moments, today's guest is actually Angie House, a pet photographer who specializes in celebrating your dog's bark day. She got started in the pet photography business in 2017 when she wanted a studio photo shoot for her dog's birthday. At the time, she couldn't find a photographer who offered those types of images for pets. Over the last two years, Angie has been able to grow this side hustle into her full-time business. The name Ellie Mae comes from a childhood nickname. Angie used to carry pets like a turtle, a lizard, or a rabbit with her everywhere, so she earned the nickname Ellie Mae, inspired by the character from the TV show Beverly Hillbillies, who was known for loving all pets. By naming her business Ellie Mae Moments, Angie wants to show her love for photographing all animals, not just dogs. So far, she's worked with cats, snakes, lizards, a hedgehog, and even a pet skunk. (laughs) Hey, Angie. Hi, how's it going? Great. How are you? Great. I'm so excited to be doing this and recording this with you. I'm so excited to have you here, and I just love your adorable story of how you named your business. It's really cute. I can picture you just like running around with critters in all your pockets. (laughs) Yes. It's never ending. I still have turtles and a hedgehog. Oh, do you? So if I if I could have all the animals, I would. I just, you know, it's uh, kind of those, do I, should I bring this thing home? Should I not? So uh, doing the photography has really helped me kind of not bring every single animal I want home. That's it true. kind of gets that out of my system. Yeah, you get to meet other people's pets. So that yes. kind of helps you. <laughs> So, um, so tell us a little bit about your business. I know that you've had it for a couple of years now, um, but it's still pretty new. So you're definitely in like growth mode, you know, trying to grow your followers and your business and your customers and all of the above. Um, when, when you first got started, how were you finding customers? How did you like really get it off the ground? So one of the first things I did is um, sort of, I would check for local dog events and I would have a booth at those events where other dog vendors and, you know, get together. And at that time, I just remember being so nervous because I didn't know all of these people. And now it's interesting because everyone in that community is just so welcoming and awesome. And I really look forward to those events because now they're my friends and I go to those, but it was a great opportunity to really, you know, hand out discount codes or flyers and show people what it is that I'm doing and just the business itself. And that way I can kind of reach a broader audience than just my friends and my 
community in Kansas City, but really just branching out to strangers that I haven't met, um, as well as Instagram and Facebook ads. Those have always been helpful, but I would say the dog events have really kicked it off for um, a couple times. I did some pop-up photo events at like a local pet store, and those were very successful. And you know, just gaining those followers and offering them a photo of their dog at a you know, lower rate for just a little pop-up session was kind of fun. Um, with one of those sessions, I actually managed to do 62 dogs in three hours. And that was probably the craziest thing I've ever done as far as the amount of dogs in such a short time, because you really just have no idea if they're going to behave right away and look at the camera. So you just kind of have to work your way through it and know that eventually it'll all be over and it'll be worth it. And it's great. But little events like that have really helped me kind of establish a name as a photographer in Kansas city and get people familiar with what it is I'm doing. And those people that, you know, brought their dog to an event might've been like, Oh, I can't believe you got that picture. And so I'd love to book a full session and just see what really it is all about. So that's been probably the biggest thing. I love that. So um, people who are listening to this, obviously they can only hear us, so they can't see (laughs) unless they go over um, and look at your Instagram, which I'm obsessed with, which your Instagram is Ellie May Moments, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, But come back and finish listening, of course. Um, But Angie, tell us like, if you can describe like your signature style, because I, I think your photos just look so fun and playful and like they really capture the dogs and and the other pets that you're photographing as well. So can you like just describe how you landed on this signature style that you have? Yeah. So it's really funny because there are so many times where, you know, people will say like, I'm a very neutral person. And I used to always say, Oh, me too. And then I laughed and I was like, actually, that's not true at all. Because if you were to walk into my home, it's very bright. It's very colorful. I love yellows. I love bright, you know, fun colors that really warm up a space And whenever I first started doing this, what I wanted was just something very classic and with just a solid backdrop for the dog to really make the dog the main part of the image. And, you know, I wanted something that you could blow up and make it five feet wide. I know the video end on this isn't working right now, but I'm sitting in front of a photo of my dog eating 90 chicken nuggets and it stretches across the entire space of my dining room wall, which is about five feet wide. And it's just one of my favorite photos ever, but that was something I really wanted to achieve was a really big, you know, statement piece in your home that could be bright and bold versus, you know, something that you would take on your phone outside that you might not want to blow up, you know, three feet and put it on your wall that might not match your decor. And so when people come in for their sessions, I usually will always start off with photos on just a white backdrop. That way we can just get some classic images. But then I will ask people like, what's your accent color that you decorate your home with? Do you have a favorite color? What can we really help like achieve as a statement piece in your home? So those bright, fun colors are always my favorite and they just really help make the dog kind of pop depending on, you know, if your dog's got blue eyes and you want to put it on a nice bright blue backdrop and those eyes just pop so much. It's incredible. I think that's really cool to kind of take like a, like a backwards approach to the photos. I think so, so many times, like when I am taking photos of my dogs, I am so focused on like what we're doing in that exact moment. You might've just heard Bert snoring. (laughs) Sorry. Um, but I'm always focused like on that exact moment. Like, can I get them to 
do this look or this pose or whatever. But I don't often think about like, will this photo look good in my home somewhere? I think that's really thoughtful to consider that. And especially asking people like their accent colors and all that kind of stuff. It's a really cool approach. I love um, just wall decor in general and decorating your home. And I don't have children. I have three dogs. And so, you know, that's one thing where if you come over, you don't see really any family photos on the wall, but they're I can't even count the amount of dog photos on my wall now and they're just, they're everywhere and I love them. And it's kind of funny to me, like if only my dogs knew how many times their pictures were on my wall, like would they love it or do they just think I'm crazy? Girl, we should do um, like an Instagram stories of how many photos you have of your dogs around your house versus how many I have of my dogs around my house, because I think I could open like a dog art museum. (laughs) I will be there to help you all the way. <laughs> so we'll have, when this episode comes out, we will we will share how many dog photos we really have in our house. Yes, that's perfect. Um, okay, so okay, so you you kind of established yourself in the community. You're doing lots of events. Um, you have this awesome style, and I'm sure like word of mouth was was really awesome for you, do you have any other advice for someone who's just getting started as a photographer on how to kind of like get that foothold in the industry? Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things that I did whenever I started out, I didn't really tell a lot of people what I was doing and my plans to launch this as a business because I wanted people to really see it as a business and not something that I just have a camera and will take your dog's picture. Because when you go from, you know, having this full-time job and then all of a sudden you've created this side hustle people automatically assume that like, oh, I have a dog that will model for you if you'd like. I can help you build your portfolio. But at the end of the day, you also need to be like, have a little bit of revenue coming in so that you can help grow that business and put it back into the business. And so what I did is I reached out to a few different friends that I knew would have um, different communities, basically, not all in the same friends group. And I photographed a handful of dogs and I built a website and I just launched it and threw it out there. And I never offered my services for free. I offered them at a very, very affordable rate, which I still think my rates are affordable. And, you know, just kind of went from there. And so I would tell people that when they're starting out to not let anybody take advantage of the fact that they have a camera because there's so much more that goes into just snapping the photo. It's time, it's energy, it's the money that you've spent in that equipment and everything. And so practice makes perfect, obviously, and you want to do that, but you can always increase your rates as you feel that you deserve or you have, you know, you've bought new equipment and you've upgraded your photo quality that you're delivering as you grow, you can do that. But as you start out, you know, find a, find a good way to get those clients and respect you paying, but also like respect you as a new photographer, because a lot of times having that newness is a little difficult for people to take you super serious. And right from the start, I was like, this is what I'm doing as a business. And you can, you know, book a photo session for your dog and it's great. So Yeah, I love that. Um, I think that so many people just discount everything. I think that our like retail culture (laughs) in America, like everything's always on sale. Um, There's always like 
I, I get text messages from like some online store every single week and every week they're like 80% off. And I'm like, well, that's not that exciting because it's every week. <laughs> yeah. I do um, like to offer discount codes here and there and it's great. But, um, you know, I really just tried to stick to it being a business from the get go. And I didn't tell anybody what I was doing until I launched a website and I said, you know, here you go. I do pet photography now. And it was so fun. And everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea you were working on this. That's crazy. So it was fun. That's an important thing to point out too, is like just telling people what it is that you're doing. Because a lot of times I think that we feel like shy or we don't want to like talk about ourselves, but it's really important to tell people what it is that you're doing. Absolutely. So, um, I hear that you work with some local rescues and shelters as well. Um, How do you incorporate that into your business? So one of the best ways that I give back is um, obviously time is one of the biggest things. And because time is so limited, I don't get to photograph as many shelter pets as I would like to. I have been pretty consistently booked four to six weeks out for, I would say the last six to eight months. And so I don't have as many days to pull dogs from shelters as I wish, but one way that I do give back is when there's a local fundraiser for um, a charity or a animal rescue and they reach out and they would like, you know, a gift certificate or something. That is one thing that I can donate to them for a silent auction to help raise those funds to be donated back to them. I've also done pop-up events where I charge a smaller fee to have just one photo taken of your dog and I'll donate a portion of those proceeds back And I actually am working on something really fun right now because National Ice Cream Day is coming up on uh, July 21st, which will probably be before this airs. But I have um, tried to pull about 10 dogs from local rescues, foster dogs, you know, who anyone who can bring their dog in and I've uh, made them ice cream cones to eat and taken those pictures. And so I'm really excited to share those on National Ice Cream Day just to raise awareness for those rescue dogs that can be adopted. And those sessions are so fun because they're really quick and, you know, it's incredible, like just a good photo of a dog can get it a new home so much faster and getting that out. And as you gain Instagram followers, if you're not using those followers to really help out in your community, what are you using them for? And so when I see a cute dog available for adoption, I really try to share it on Instagram or anything. And it's just, it's incredible what social media has done for rescues these days. Absolutely. Um, and this is such a great segue because I want to talk to you a little bit about Instagram. Um, we were just chatting before I hit record for this episode um, about, you know, pet photographers on Instagram. I hear from a lot of pet photographers and, you know, other service-based businesses like dog walkers or groomers or whatever, people who, who mostly cater to like a local audience that sometimes they get frustrated or like don't see the point of growing a broad audience on Instagram because only local people are going to be their paying customers. This is sort of like a limiting mindset that I hear from people a lot, but you've had a different experience. So tell us a little bit about how, you know, your business is, is reaching more people than just Kansas city. So First off, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this interview with you right now if it weren't for Instagram and us connecting that way. So that's really incredible. And, you know, there's just, I don't believe in limiting yourself to just a small area. I have, for the last year, we've discussed the possibilities of 
having little pop-ups in local cities. And if, you know, say Omaha is just a short three hour drive North and we could go up there and just do pop-up photos. And anybody who might be familiar with us in Omaha would say, Oh my gosh, this photographer is coming into town and you should check her out and book a session. Or, you know, recently I had a a different photographer travel from St. Louis so that I could do birthday photos of her and her dog. And that was really awesome. And, you know, the fact that she made a little day trip out of it, I just, I can't imagine a better little mini vacation than bringing your dog along, having a fun photo shoot, and then really just spending that day with your dog going to places. We have a really awesome dog park bar in this city. So, you know, after you leave my session, I usually recommend you just go grab a drink and food with your dog there and just making the little trip out of it is incredible. So I have had more people reach out to me from other locations like Ohio and discuss coming down for a photo shoot. And the fact that they're willing to travel for that just really warms my heart and makes me feel like, oh my gosh, like maybe I think I'm doing something better than what I think I'm doing. I don't know. Because like you said, you know, we can be our worst critics sometimes and it's just, it's incredible to see people outside of Kansas city, see like that and think, Oh my gosh, I love this. I wish that you were located here. And I'm like, well, if you ever want to make a trip, just let me know. I will fit you in. Um, a dog had recently come up from Dallas and I was so very fortunate to photograph her because about, you know, two months after she was in my studio, she passed away. And that really, you know, hurts every time you hear that, but it's so awesome to be able to give those photos to that family. Yeah, to have to have those like professional, amazing photos. It's just I mean, you can't put a price on that, um, especially since our dogs are not with us forever, unfortunately. So I love having I have so much dog art everywhere. <laughs> um, and even my dog who passed away a couple of years ago, I, you know, I still have photos of her up everywhere. And I love looking at those and just like remembering our fun times together. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, okay, let's just like ask some fun questions now. (laughs) Um, have you had a favorite dog breed that you've worked with? So I'm really into photographing. Um, I have learned that my favorite kind of size is a medium sized dog. They're just really fun to get a variety of both full body as well as headshots. And so I would say probably around 40 pounds is like the perfect ideal, but I love any sort of, um, bully breed mixes or anything with short hair, any, any kind of mix is honestly my favorite because that's where you're going to get the unique looking dogs. And you just say like, Oh my gosh, what kind of dog is this? And I love how common DNA tests are anymore because you're like, wow, what is that? I, you know, like I didn't know that breed and that's so cool, but, um, I'm definitely a fan of short snouts, anything. I have two Boston's and a Frenchie. So the short snouts are always my favorite. They're just hilarious and they snort the whole time during the photo shoot. So I just photographed a really cute pug and he was hilarious and his eyes just popped out so much. It was just comical, but yeah, any kind of like short, medium hair length is always my favorite. But honestly, like I have never photographed a dog that I wasn't just like in awe over. I love them all. Do you have any tricks for getting dogs to you know, behave in front of the camera? (laughs) So my number one go-to for it, like a treat that I'm holding is Kong. The Kong company makes these cans of peanut butter, almost like, uh, 
easy cheese. Yeah, it's like a cheese whiz. Yeah, like what you would use to fill a toy with, but actually they're so easy to hold and they'll give you just a few more inches to like kind of reach out so that you can back up a little more with the camera. And once I took on to having one of those cans in my hand all the time, it's just my absolute go-to. There's rarely a dog that doesn't like peanut butter or cheese. They have multiple flavors. And so that really keeps their attention. But that is also the number one for like getting a really good tongue shot. And, you know, I'm going to warn you, you're probably going to have to edit off a lot of cheese on that face after that photo. But it's so worth it. Just the eye-popping photos that aren't so posed, but really fun, like capture their personality. So that's my favorite. And, um, you know, really when it comes to the dog coming in the studio, if there's ever an issue with the dog focusing on me or paying attention, I'll usually just politely ask the owners or anybody else in the room to be a little still and quiet and not to distract the dog. Because if I get the dog positioned the way that I want, I would hate for somebody to say something and then it ruined that shot that I could have grabbed, which, you know, it happens. I have a storefront with windows. And so there's times where people will walk by and the dog's head will turn, but really just kind of keeping that dog's attention focused towards you and the camera. And it's, I think it's a lot easier than you would think. It just takes some patience. Yeah. I think patience is the number one thing. Absolutely. Photographing dogs. And like, I mean, I'm not a professional, but I take a lot of photos. <laughs> um, and I always have like some crazy idea of what I want them to do. And if you are rushed, it is never going to happen. I know that there have been some customers where, you know, I have a friend and I had her holding her basset hound's ears out and I had removed the hands in the image later, but I was very, very particular on the exact angle that that dog was positioned that I must have had her standing there holding his ears for probably 20 minutes just for that one shot. And at the time she probably thought I was crazy. And now that it's all done, she's like, yeah, I see it now. And that was worth it. And so I'll tell people like, it's okay. I have all the time in the world to give if I am, you know, trying to get this one shot. So don't feel bad. Like it's taking longer than it should because I have something in mind and I'll sit here all day if it takes me all day to get that shot. That's awesome. I think that's such a great attitude. Um, so, okay. So you mentioned just now that you have a, a storefront, um, brick and mortar location yes. um, where, where you do all these photos. And you mentioned a little bit earlier, the idea of like going to other cities and doing pop-ups, what kind of, what kind of plans, like what's your like big dream idea for growing your business? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm one of those people that just wants to put all of my dogs in an RV and just drive to the beach. And so if I could establish like a little mobile portable trailer. Yes. That trailer turns into a studio. Like that would just be incredible. I was just at a conference called Alt Summit that I go to every year. It's like a creative entrepreneur, blogger, artist kind of conference in Palm Springs. And they always have the most amazing photo experiences there for attendees and then also for the professional photographers to capture. Um, But one of the things they had was this like RV trailer thing that pulled up and it just had like different colored um, paper backdrops you could pull down and had all the lighting set up. You can just like pop in there <laughs> and That's take awesome. your, your new headshot or whatever. But I don't know if that exists for pets. So that could be you. We'll see. <laughs> well, I wouldn't mind that at all. But you know, that's like 
kind of where, you know, the, the fun thing about this is really just kind of letting it grow and it's a slow process and it's fun and it's fun to see what it becomes. Yeah. And I think keeping your options open is always exciting because you just have to be open to the possibilities. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, um, about your dogs before we have to end the interview. I want to hear like what makes them so awesome. Uh, well, my dogs are all crazy. I feel like anybody would tell you that, um, because they are just, I have two, two Boston Terriers and a French Bulldog and they're hilarious on their own. One of the Bostons and the Frenchie are best friends and the other Boston is just kind of off on his own world. He couldn't care less, but all three of them are just so funny. So anytime I've had photos where I've managed to get all three of them in a picture, I remember the first time I ever shared that photo and someone was like, how photoshopped is that image? I know your dogs, they would never sit still like that. And it's just hilarious because that's true. They wouldn't. And it's not photoshopped at all. It's just patience, but it also shows you like it can be done. It's possible. These dogs are not models. Only one of my dogs has really been around most of the time I've been doing this. And so he's pretty used to it, but the other two just, you know, they cooperate with me, but I don't think they really care. Um, but the little, the tiny Boston Terrier, she is 10 and a half. Her name is Emily. And I would say she was my inspiration behind all of this. I love that dog so much. And just sitting and, you know, cuddling with her last night, I can't tell you how many times I just sit and think about her and the life experiences that we've had together. And, you know, I'm 32 years old right now. And so that dog has been with me for roughly a third of my life. And from, you know, 22 to 32, you change so much as a person, you change jobs, you change relationships, you go through so much. And every step of the way that dog is with you side by side. And so that was really the inspiration. Because I wanted those photos of her, I wanted these memories, and I know she won't be around forever. And just the thought of that just crushes my heart. And so having her and having those photos and all of these memories are what's the most important thing to me. And being able to give that back to other people who have also had those years with their dogs is just priceless. You can't put a price on being able to give that gift to someone because I understand what you went through during that decade and all the ups and downs that your dog was right next to you. So they really are just incredible creatures. I love that. I can relate so much. I mean, my, my old dog Lola passed away a couple of years ago. So I had her from when I was in high school until just like a couple of years ago. Um, and so she, I felt like she was with me for like my entire life practically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, and I love, I hope that like, that's kind of, you know, my inspiration behind what I do with Wear, Wag, Repeat is to just help people spend more time with their dogs. A lot of people tell me like, oh, my dog's not well-behaved like yours. So we can't take them places. We can't do things. And I'm like, well, how could I help you with that? Like, um, can I do some blog posts with like some training advice or can I host a pack walk or can I do something that is going to give you more time with your dog? That's really incredible. And I will say that, you know, that's obviously the biggest perk of this job is not just the time I get to spend with other people's dogs and the gifts that I give to give back to them. But I have turned this into a job where I now work at home full time and my dogs are right at my feet 24 seven because they can't step away from me. I will let them have the option to go play in the yard, but they'll just sleep right under my feet while I'm editing photos and if I ever just feel stressed or overwhelmed, I take a cuddle break and I'll just go cuddle my dogs and it makes the day so much better. 
any office that you have where you can take your dog, I just know that that atmosphere has to be so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, unfortunately we have like talked out of time. (laughs) So, um, tell everyone where they can find you online so they can continue the conversation. So I'm mostly on Instagram, which is at Ellie May Moments, and most people will spell that wrong. So it's E-L-L-Y-M-A-Y Moments. And other than that, I, you know, I'm on my website. I, I am just now trying to grow my Pinterest. So that's great. It's still under Ellie May Moments and then Facebook as well. But Instagram is definitely my number one as much as I'm trying to branch out to all the others. Well, that's okay. I love Instagram. That's where I hang out mostly too. So um, everyone check that out. And thank you so much for being on the show, Angie. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.